0: Welcome to the Thriving Artist Podcast, where we talk about art, mindset, motherhood, and all that fun stuff. Today, we will have Ruth here to talk about the wonderful world of energy healing, and it has transformed my life and helps me in numerous ways. So I wanted to introduce her to you so the way that Ruth and I know each other is we were roommates in college, and then we reconnected recently, and she has shown me a whole new way of looking at the world. So I remember when we were roommates, I was super into the law of attraction, and we watched, didn't we watch The Secret together? Yeah, we did.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never knowing that we would, like, come together. 10 years later, and like be obsessed about all these same things. Yes!
0: <laughs> and you've introduced me to a whole nother level of manifestation, law of attraction, and seeing the world differently. So tell us, how did you get into energy healing? And you're helping moms clear their energy and be more grounded and connected.
1: Well, I think I've always had a gift for spirituality and just sensitivity to energy, even though I wouldn't have called it energy in the past. Um, and I had a neighbor who was the first one who probably introduced me to something that was more like energy healing related. Um, just a very spiritual lady who helped me, um, at a time of crisis in my life, helped me to uncover some of the emotional blockages, beliefs, um, dark energies that were hanging on. And that was amazing to feel how real that was when she would help to release those and to lift those. Um,
0: were you skeptical at first when she was talking about it or showing you or did it just feel natural? Did it start with a curiosity? I think it was,
1: it was a little unnatural. I think the, my biggest hang up was just admitting that I needed help Mm. like I think my mom wanted me to talk to her for several months before I actually did and I had to hit like a very low low like physically as well as mentally emotionally before I was like in a place to be ready to talk to her so that I think was the biggest thing is that sometimes we're at least for me it takes a long time to like acknowledge that I really do need help instead of just trying to I don't know pray harder work harder be more positive. Pretend I'm okay. Um, but once I did start talking to her, she was just so kind and gentle and spiritually in tune. And yeah, I don't think I was skeptical once I started Hmm. accepting her help.
0: Cool. I'd say for me, when we started, I was more of like, oh, my friend's doing this cool thing and I'm curious and I want to see what it's like. Um, and I was open to like, energetic things i just hadn't quite dove into the world given drive dove dived (laughs) (laughs) um and i just i i was definitely slightly skeptical but hopeful and it was interesting to see the shifts in myself and be like oh no, this answers a lot of my questions. I feel like it can help people. For me, it was I had all of these things that I wanted to achieve, goals, just different things that I felt stuck in that I couldn't get to, and I was felt like I was doing all the right things, like weight loss or like growing my art business or stuff like that where I would have this goal and really want to get there, but it felt like even though I was doing the right things on paper, there was something in between me and what I wanted to achieve. Um, and this was the missing tool and technique that I needed to help get past that. So thank you for teaching me about this stuff. Um, so why moms? Why do you specifically right now want to help moms?
1: Well, let me finish my journey from my neighbor after working with her, um, which was more almost like spiritual healing maybe than energy healing, but Mm. I think it's all kind of the same. Um, then I discovered EFT tapping. That was like my next step into it, which was really amazing for me, really significant. And I had a lot of really great experiences with that. And then I read the book, the emotion code, which this neighbor had recommended And that was like going to the next level of like, oh, it's so much easier. I don't have to tap. I can just identify and then release it. And then I had some some wings, (laughs) I had some friends that introduced me to a modality called wings that was like the emotion code on steroids and just went like further, had more resources for getting more specific about what the issue was. um, And then also just like a very simple way to release the energies. And when I first started working with these friends, I remember this feeling of, like, everyone needs to know about them, like, just wanting to be, I guess kind of like you, like, wanting to be their biggest fan and be like, everybody needs to come and meet with them, everyone should see them, and I remember working with them and my friend saying that I, like, had a gift for it, and she was like, you should go get trained, and I was like, no, it's just your thing, like, I'll just send people to you, <laughs> and then when we moved out of the state, um, and I was going through, like, a lot of physical health challenges, Um, and just trying to find myself again, I guess through all of that, I realized that it was what I wanted to do, that I wanted to go, I wanted to get trained and I wanted to help people and I wanted to turn it into a business and not just like a hobby on the side. Um, so that's kind of more Mm -hmm. how I got to where I am now. Um, but then also, so I've been trained in wings, um, but also just have kind of taken that and made it my own. Simplified it in the ways that work for me
0: Cool. Um, will you explain what EFT is to our listeners for those who don't know?
1: EFT tapping uses points on like meridian points on your face and chest or the top of your head Um, And you just go through and you tap on those points while saying things while talking through whatever the issue is, talking through your beliefs, talking through the trauma. And what it does is that by tapping on those points, it's giving a message to your body that it's safe and that it can calm down. And as you as you go into those hard, dark places while giving your body this like calming message, it allows your body to start to change, to feel like, oh it's safe to release, it's safe to view the world differently Um, and so then talking yourself through, letting that go um, being willing to see something differently, seeing it different and then kind of replacing those beliefs or that feeling um, maybe the feelings around a memory and yeah, replacing it with a belief that you want to have or just being able to let go of that trauma and it's amazing because like once it's gone, it's gone forever and you don't have to go back to it
0: It feels to me like it's acupuncture meets, like, therapeutic techniques where you're working on, like, your mind and your thoughts, but incorporating your physical body in to kind of seal that or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of great resources on YouTube of people who have, like, EFT, um, meditations and things that they'll walk you through.
0: And I, I heard that there was, like, some studies for, like, PTSD or something. I don't know. It seems Probably. like EFT, they've done a lot of research. But, yeah, it's yeah. something to look into and Something try. I still
1: use if I'm, like, in a crisis and I, like, can't calm myself down. I don't use it as much for releasing stuff because, to me, it feels slow now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd rather just, like, identify it and let it go instead of having to tap through it. Yeah. But I've used it when I'm... Like, if I'm talking about something and I can feel my body, like, starting to panic, I'll use EFT tapping to just help calm my nervous system and help my body know it's okay. Um, I've used it after childbirth when my body started to go into kind of like a, I don't know, a shock state or something or just, like, the adrenaline or whatever it was that was happening. And that was really helpful to just, like, calm my body down. So it's a very useful tool to have in your toolbox.
0: Cool. And it does seem like a nice thing for people who are just getting into this because I also like that Mm -hmm. there are scripts so if you YouTube I really like Melanie Moore. I'll put a plug in for her because her stuff oh and Carol Tuttle has a lot of tap with me type videos that was nice as I was figuring out what what can I even heal what are we healing here because I remember going to you for an energy healing session and it was just the physical stuff coming up because the word energy healing I didn't know what else to clear and to work through because I didn't know it was possible so can you explain what is energy healing and what does it help solve
1: everything (laughs) (laughs) um energy healing as I understand and experience it is based on the concept that just like we have a physical body we also have an energetic body and our energetic body holds on to emotions that we haven't let go or traumas that haven't been resolved beliefs. Um, It holds on to generational things that we've inherited whether a generational trauma, a generational belief. Um, It holds on to our experiences in childhood that formed us and how we function and just anything traumatic gets caught there and energy healing is really cool because it's our tool for being able to access those things and to release them. To be able to identify what it is that's holding you back, um, like you were saying, those things that you like didn't understand why you couldn't get past certain things, and being able to find the clarity of like energetically why are you stuck there, and then just it's just so easy. We just like release it and it's gone, <laughs> and it feels really miraculous and easy and quick. And then of course there's like more layers. It's not like life is perfect after that first release. But once you have the tool, you can keep going back to that and continue to, you can start to see life more as this opportunity to release things. As things get triggered and come up to the surface, you're like, okay, like this is coming because it's ready for me to release it. It's ready to be resolved. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it go. And I use um, just like a simple movement with my hands called a hand integration that I don't really know how it works, but I know it works, <laughs> and you do too, because <laughs> you use it. That mm-hmm. um, just it like manipulates the energy and releases it and lets it go. But there's lots of forms of releasing energy. You can do that, or like another way that I really like is crying. When I can get myself <laughs> to just cry and like the tears come, and sometimes that's all I need is just like a conversation with someone who's safe and is able to let me explore those emotions and get to the root of it, and then like experience that compassion and the tears and just like let the energy go so if you've ever if you've ever cried and felt that shift where something like releases and is gone and you don't have to go back to it like that's exactly what energy healing is It's just access in that
0: yeah and it's interesting sometimes when we're clearing stuff i've noticed this for me at least I'll clear something and then to retest to see if it really cleared because you can do that through muscle testing that's a key component of this form of energy healing but sometimes i won't even remember what it is that i was clearing kind of like that after the cry where it's like oh it doesn't feel so heavy anymore mm-hmm. you know it's just like so fascinating to feel it shift and move and to even sometimes forget what i was even working through um and it's interesting the people that i've done sessions for and with afterwards just saying i feel lighter like these people who were just trying it you know just as for out of curiosity but like definitely noticed immediately feeling lighter afterwards i remember saying that to you on our first session but just it helps like i think picturing that we're like weighed down by all of these beliefs this generational baggage just we're, we just like hold on to these these things that are heavy and i feel like the energy release is like cutting some of those ties like you see like an elephant in the circus that's like tied down with all these ropes and it's like as you're clearing it feels like you're like cutting some of those ropes and feeling more f- free and less weighed down um
1: yeah analogy yeah and you mentioned that muscle testing is a part of it muscle testing for those of you who aren't familiar with it is based on the idea that truth makes us strong not truth makes us weak um so if you're like you you can feel that in your body when you're saying things that are true about yourself like i'm important i'm loved like all i'm connected to the heavens like these things that are true you feel that strength Um, And then when you start feeding yourself things that aren't true, like, I'm worthless, I'm not enough, I'm ugly, like, all of these things that we sometimes think are true, but they're not true, they're not connecting us to truth, you can feel your body, like, like feel weak. (laughs) And so, similarly, um, with the things that we, like, we use muscle testing to access what we believe to be true in our subconscious minds, um, so you will test the muscles of your body and if they're strong, that means you believe it. If they're weak, it means you don't, or however, sometimes it's the other way, depending on what your intention is, um, the muscle testing isn't, it is is its significant because it allows us to access our subconscious mind, um, because if we ask our conscious mind, it doesn't have the answers or will often put up walls or blocks. Um, when I've gone to see professionals to do energy healing for me, um, a lot of the time as we get closer to the traumas that are ready to be released, I'll put up these walls. <laughs> and I, like, those are things that I can't do on my own because my conscious brain is protecting me from going into the, those places of pain. But through muscle testing, and especially with someone else to help you, um, to access it we can get into our subconscious minds and get information that isn't available in our conscious minds because our bodies, our subconscious, it's all connected. So the muscle testing allows us to access that.
0: Yeah. So as I'm trying to think like what I would be wondering on the other side of this conversation, I think I would still be curious what it could help me with. And so where we're talking most of the audience is moms and artists so if you're a mom or an artist what what do you think energy healing could do for them
1: well i think just any general like anxiety or depression especially if you're not sure where the root of it is coming from energy healing can help a lot with that to help you to identify where it's coming from Um, and then just any overwhelm with your children, any feelings of feeling stuck or trapped, um, what about you? How have you seen it help you in your experience as a mother?
0: I feel like I was definitely, so there's a phrase that you taught me, something that I cleared which was, I own my own power. And even saying that felt weird and uncomfortable to me. As a listener, you can go ahead and say it and just see how it feels in your body. I own my own power. And that, like, just, it would just felt so foreign, even the words. Um, I just, I had decided that life was happening to me, I guess, a little bit, and so that things were so out of my control, And that i was doing things for other people i just i wasn't taking ownership of my life and i had lost my sense of self and i through this was able to kind of connect with who i really am and start loving myself again because i it's easy as a mom to lose yourself in the service of others which like it's good to serve others But your kids need you for you, and they need you to be happy because as you're happy, you're able to provide more happiness for them, and it's just more fun to be with someone that's happy and (laughs) not miserable. And so it helps me understand who I am and loving parts of myself, and then I'm still working through figuring out the blocks that keep me from taking care of myself and figuring out how to find that balance between caring for my family, but also making space and time for myself and my own needs. So that's been huge for me.
1: Yeah. I like that, that concept of owning your own power is something that I found through energy healing. And I think, it's something that, as moms, we're almost trained to not do that, to not own our own power. And as I've gone through my own experiences with motherhood and the perspective that energy healing has given me, and the things that I've learned the last several years, um, I feel like there's just there's a lot of ways that we're trained into our experience with motherhood that are not healthy and that we no longer can handle and that's why we're experiencing so much more well one of the reasons I think there's lots of reasons why we experience more postpartum depression um, anxiety depression I don't know panic attacks I've experienced a lot of panic attacks Um, and just there's just like a lot of unhealthy ways that we interact as mothers and that we lose ourselves and not owning our power not feeling like we're in charge of our own lives I think is one of those at least for me I was raised that like I'm gonna grow up, I'm gonna be a mom, and my whole world is gonna be my kids. And for me, when um, when I was I don't know, I don't know if you want me to share my story or go for if it. That's too much. Mm. So when my oldest was 15 months, we had an awful experience with child protective services showing up at our door completely out of the blue. Um, and the caseworker that came was extremely aggressive, and just just brought in so much negative, evil energy <laughs> into our home, and it was really scary um, to feel. When the second time she came, she brought a policeman with her, and he like walked through our house and threatened to take our child if we didn't do like all the crazy stuff that she was telling us we had to do. And they didn't take our child, but just that threat and that feeling like we had to do things that didn't make sense um, and that we couldn't protect our family, it really, it stripped our power from us and it affected us for
0: years. Um, Side note, I think it's important for you to know that she's an incredible mother and that this really was, like, absolutely out of the blue. Like, she feeds them vegetables, (laughs) she goes the extra mile, she reads them books and takes them to parks and is, like, such a good mom, so I just want a side note there, it was absolutely unwarranted.
1: Thank you, yes, it was, and I feel like I can see that more clearly now than Mm -hmm. I could uh, four years ago, right after it happened, because it, it really, like, made me question so many things about myself and about my ability to be a mom and about like if I was good enough or worthy of it and it turned me into a mom that I never thought I would be. (laughs) I became very angry um... very reactive and very 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 anxious to the point that um... a couple years after that when I had two little boys now um... I just... I would get very anxious just being around my kids and being left alone with them was like crazy anxiety Um, and it's taken me years to heal that. So that also is why I am focusing on moms, and it's also been an important part of my journey of having to, I guess, to rethink my role as a mother and what it was gonna, what it looks like, because it looked completely different than I (laughs) always expected that it would, Um, and. And the energy healing has been huge in helping me to find myself again, to find, to feel safe with myself, to feel safe with my family and with my children. Um, It's also given me a ton of perspective and experience with what it's like when you can't relate to how you're supposed to feel as a mom. Like, Mm. I don't know if that makes sense without specific things, but sometimes like, when you see things on social media or just like things that people say about like how great it feels to be a mom and when you like can't relate to that there's all of the mom guilt that comes in and it's just it's like a whole mess (laughs) and it's so hard and it feeds whatever anxiety or depression you already have Um, and so being able to go back and clear the trauma from that experience and continue to heal the layers like it's giving me my life back and given me my relationship with my kids back. Um, kind of. But also then there's, like, the trauma of having lived in that trauma that I get to continue to clear. And then the grief of grieving those years that weren't what they could have been without that trauma.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think as the listeners are listening and they're thinking okay but i haven't had a cps trauma i haven't i know for me i was when i hear trauma i'm like oh yeah other people have healing to do but i haven't experienced anything giant like that but then i think about what i've cleared and um as an artist i felt like what i did and maybe you guys can relate to this as um other creatives but I felt like what I did was unimportant and that I needed to show that it was important by making money from it or, but also just playing small, like not another, another phrase that you've taught me is it's safe to take up space. I didn't feel like what I did was important enough to take up space in my life, especially amid busy motherhood, but also like on the internet to be like, Hey, look, here's my stuff um and here's here's my thoughts about these things um i didn't feel comfortable taking up space in that way and i think as artists you know sometimes we might feel insignificant that way and a lot of artists undercharge um not seeing the value of what we do and so it helps me with that like figure out what what caused that where it stemmed from and what's really cool is there are modalities and ways that you can identify the root cause of things. I would go into therapy and talk. Like I just didn't even know what my issue was or what my anxiety was or where my creative blocks were coming from or why I was stuck. And it was, it, I never had success with therapists in finding what that root cause was because I didn't know what to say to them (laughs) to give them the clues. And energy healing is fascinating in that regard of helping you find the core issue at hand, like the deep, deep root cause, um, because there's all these branches that show like our symptoms show, okay, there's a problem, you know, like for me, when i was unhappy in motherhood the symptom was weight gain right i was sleeping a lot and um and feeling fatigue and those symptoms were showing me that something was off and that depression and anxiety were i, I kept going to doctors and stuff to figure out what physically was wrong with me but um, working with you and in- Figuring out this deeper stuff um, helped me figure out what the real issues were, and you taught me about blueprint, which was really interesting, like tapping into my purpose. And I feel like I really stepped into who I'd always wanted to become. And now I feel like I'm not there, but I'm on on more on route. Like, I just had these lofty ideas that I felt embarrassed to talk about, these goals, these dreams that I felt foolish wanting to pursue. But then, if you tap into and you like figure out how to connect with your true self, your higher self, and think about your purpose here, you just helped me feel more confident in pursuing that. So, do you have anything else to add or tell them about? blueprints and what that is
1: yeah um I love the concept of blueprints it's the idea that like there's that you have a blueprint you have a spiritual blueprint that you have already written out and that when you when you're living that blueprint like that's when you feel happy and fulfilled and if there's if you're not living that blueprint that's when you start to feel that tension sometimes depression could come from that Um, And I experienced that last year where I was feeling this, like, intense tension between what I wanted my life to look like and what I felt was okay for my life to look like.
0: As a mom? or
1: Yeah, mostly around being a mom because I was raised with very, I don't know, the way that I interpreted motherhood (laughs) growing up was that it was going to look a specific way um, and that that's how good moms word that moms who love their children are with them 24-7, they don't have someone else take care of them, um, they do everything for them, they clean the house, they cook the meals, like, just all the mom things, and, um, and I felt a lot of resentment about that, and I'm not good at it, like, the more that I would try to do it, the more I would just fall into depression and panic attacks, and resentment um and I would call myself the mom machine and i tell my husband I don't want to be a mom machine <laughs> and I could feel that like on the other hand there was like this blueprint that I wanted to be living that was like letting someone else take care of my kids um finding someone that I could trust like uh, what's the word delegating and <laughs> delegating that because that wasn't what I enjoyed and wasn't what I was great at um, delegating, delegating, making food, cleaning the house, things like that so that I could spend my time, um, helping other women and, like, building a business and bringing in extra income and just using my gifts that I enjoy, that when I, like, have the opportunity, opportunity to use them, I feel so excited and it's so fun and that's not how I feel when I'm doing the mom things all the time. Um, but I had to get through a lot of, like, cultural beliefs that I'd inherited or that had been taught a lot of fears around embracing that blueprint and that's where energy healing helped a ton to help me to identify like why does this feel so hard so like at the beginning of the year when I was looking for a nanny it was so hard like harder than just finding a nanny it was like getting past like the shame of I want a nanny (laughs) and the fear of getting a nanny and finding a good nanny Um, And then once I did, like, we have an awesome nanny who comes a couple times a week, and I watch how easy it is for her to feed my kids all day. And I'm like, that's amazing (laughs) that you can do that, and you make it look so easy, and you keep my kitchen clean all morning, and just, like, all these things that she does, I don't have to do those two days, Um, and I get to pay her and then use the time for me
0: instead. Um, It's interesting hearing you talk about, like, it wasn't just the task of finding a nanny that was so hard, and I feel like before, before learning what you've taught me, I wouldn't have recognized, oh, this isn't just about finding a nanny. This is about that I don't feel like I'm worthy of having a nanny, or that I don't feel like I should have to get a nanny, that I should be, I should be happy doing these things. Like, I, I wouldn't have seen that as, oh, there is something that I'm resisting here, and that it's internal, it's not that it's actually impossible to get a nanny.
1: Or like, my husband won't approve, or my parents won't approve, or society won't approve, or my kids will hate me, or like,
0: (laughs) and it was actually interesting,
1: as I worked through those, I remember, I think, talking to you about it, and going through these statements of like, my husband's okay with me getting a nanny, I'm okay with me getting a nanny, my children are okay, my parents are okay, and, like, a lot of those were were weak, like, I didn't believe it was okay, mm-hmm. but my kids was actually strong, like, I, okay. I believed that they would be okay, because yeah. I'd seen them, like, I don't, my kids are social, they like other people, like, they don't need to be with me all the time. 24-7. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not the most, like, fun person <laughs> for them to be with, but when I have, like, the shorter amounts of time, and I can really show up and be with them, like, that's when I bond with them, but when I'm there, like, 24-7, I can't give myself, so it was interesting that, like, that one, that one was fine, but I had to clear the other ones, and then once those were clear, and once I was, I guess, in alignment with all of that, and felt like, like, there was no more energetic baggage pulling me down, then it was a lot easier to find the nanny.
0: And I want to reiterate what she was saying before with the blueprint, where it's, like, if things are going terribly and you feel awful, it's because you're not in alignment with your purpose. And I've seen that to be true. And I didn't know that before. And now I see it. So as I talk about zombie mommy, I noticed within moms that some moms seemed happy and content and loved being a mom, a nurturer, a caretaker, and there was nothing wrong. But then there was other moms who seemed depressed, anxious, like the weight of the world, and would complain and felt stuck in it. And maybe those feelings of stuck was helping direct them to, oh, there's something a little bit off. I need to try X, Y, and Z and make some changes. So it's just interesting, like joy, peace, happiness is like a good indicator that you're on track, that things are going well. And if things are going awry, even, like, health issues um, you've taught me are actually showing us that something energetically is off. Something in our belief system and, yeah, mm-hmm. everything seems connected Yeah, to our spiritual blueprint.
1: Yeah, and I think when, for me at least, when my blueprint was, like, leading me away from being what I viewed as a traditional mom... There was so much shame and mom guilt. And when you don't enjoy being with your kids all the time, but you feel like you should, there's just a lot of guilt to work through. And that's where owning your own power, like some of these, I guess, energetic principles that I've learned, being able to step into my power, be responsible for my own life, um, making sure no one else is in my energetic body, kicking them all out. And being able to take up space, giving myself permission to take up space, which at first feels selfish. Like, we've talked about that. Sometimes it feels like, but I'm not supposed to. Like, I'm a mom. I'm supposed to put everyone else first. Um, But then we get empty and we can't actually give ourselves. And I'm learning as I'm making myself more and more of a priority and standing up for my needs and standing up for my desires and letting it be important, even if it's something I want that doesn't seem practical, but I want it. And so that's good enough. Um, And I see how, like, my husband wants me. He doesn't want the shadow of me. He doesn't want the mom machine. He wants me. Mm. And my kids, the more that they get to see me, like, that's who they really want. They Mm. want me. They don't want me filling the role that, like, I've been taught by society I'm supposed to give them. Like, ultimately, they just want me, and I want them, and I want us all to just be able to live our own blueprints and find that place of peace. Mm. And sometimes, I also want to say that, like, depression and anxiety doesn't just mean that you're, like, doing it wrong. Yeah. There can be be all kinds of reasons why you're going through that. And I've learned a lot through that experience. Um, I've learned that physical health, like, I don't know, it's just all so connected. Like, I've been in a place where physically, like... I don't know. I don't know how to summarize it because all of my symptoms, like, they're not here anymore. They're not present. So it's hard to remember what they all were. And a lot of them didn't have names. But I had, like, chronic fatigue, brain fog. Um, I don't know. Just wasn't functioning as a person. Yeah. I wasn't able to get up and function. And it was both through dietary changes, like, using food as medicine and then also using energy healing that I was able to, like, com- oh, just get my life back. <laughs> become yeah. Become alive again. Um, and in my mind, it's all energy healing because, like, you change the vibration of the foods that you put inside you. Like, a carrot is going to have a different vibration than a donut. And so if you're, like, altering that energetic vibration, it's going to help you heal. And same with, like, as we release things energetically, it can help you heal. So in my mind, it all works together. Similarly, supplements have helped me and sometimes you need medication yes
0: (laughs) yes i am pro medication for all
1: of those things but i think when you're living your blueprint and trying to live your blueprint it helps you to have clarity in what you need right now like yes resource am i needing Mm. and why am i struggling to give myself that resource and then letting go of those yes the energy that's keeping you from grabbing onto the resources so that you can get better get out of that
0: that's a really good point because after i started with you um energy healing. I like things like resources and tools or things that I thought about doing like I thought about doing this health plan thing and then was able to like get over the hump of like paying for it and moving forward with it where I had been stuck before and then I started taking Zoloft so I'm like on anxiety medication but like I hadn't been able to take that leap because I was too anxious to take the anxiety medication (laughs) and so it actually helped me move forward with what was right for me but also like trusting my intuition and my instincts was huge too. Like I just was always doubting myself and and so it's really helped me in that area as well. So before we end, do you want to try, we can talk through what a session would look and feel like, just kind of give like a brief little sampler of what energy healing is
1: yes yes absolutely okay if you're willing to be
0: the guinea pig yes please i love being a guinea pig (laughs) so uh take it away ruth hi Um, heal me all
1: right well what's (laughs) coming up what's on your mind today
0: well we talked about recently being important enough like i feel like i have this weird thing where because my husband makes money more money than me he's more important than me And that I'm not important enough to, like, even be, like, recording this podcast episode and having him watch the kids. This is not about him, and for a long time I think I could have maybe did think, like, oh, too bad he's not offering more, going out of his way to make this happen for me. But, like, I'm I'm realizing that there's definitely a block for me in letting him help me, letting him serve me. So something around importance and feeling important enough yeah to do what i want to
1: do i think that's such a good example because i think a lot of us can relate to that yes and i've learned that like i have to make myself important before anyone else will um yeah so clearing that i just get that it's ready to be cleared oh great okay so first of all let's just have you say um i'm as important as my husband
0: i am as important as my husband
1: So that tested weak, so you do not believe that. Okay. So we're going to clear that.
0: So I'm doing the hand integration and taking a deep breath and just letting it go. Okay.
1: Say
0: I'm as important as my husband.
1: I am as important as my husband. That tested strong.
0: Awesome. Isn't that crazy, you guys? It's so weird.
1: Can you, so weird. Can you feel that? shift?
0: Yeah, I do. I, like, I feel, I don't know, li- yeah, lighter, I don't know.
1: Let's go a different angle, too, to just make sure. Okay. We get all the sides of it. Okay. Um, say, how would you, like, summarize what you do? Like, what it is that you want to spend time doing that is where you feel like it's not as important?
0: Um... I am valuable enough to take time for my art, my career growth, my passions, my projects.
1: Okay, should we break that down or just address that as all one thing?
0: I think one thing is fine. Okay. It's all in the same category. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's release, let's release that, because I also tested week.
0: And when she says tested week, she's talking about the muscle testing.
1: in week because you didn't believe that yes because when you said that your subconscious was like
0: no that's not oh. true <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm okay. not important right so can you restate that can you remember what you said
0: <laughs> i am valuable enough and my talents and abilities are valuable enough and add value enough to take time for my creative projects yes yes woohoo hip hip hooray
1: yeah
0: great <laughs> and to give you another indicator so usually at the beginning of a session um you'll like clear your energy it was interesting at the start of this podcast just just to get you an idea of like how applicable this is for me and how much we use it both of us um at the beginning of this you know we were feeling each other's nervous energy or whatever for you know, having our husbands watch our kids or the pressure of like, we want this to be good and help people, you know, what will people think of us doing our crazy stuff? Um, and we had to clear the energies that other people's energies, cause we all, we have our own energy field, but we take on other people's energy sometimes. And so, um, there, there's like a certain basic grounding, statements that you do of like i own my own power my energy is safe my energy is on anyways and it was it's interesting like now doing those those are more frequently cleared for me now than they were at the beginning and it's cool to see progress made so what was transformational for me was not only going to you and being like oh ruth has this magical healing power but then you teaching me like no we all have The power is within us. The answers are inside of us. You have everything that you need within you. And Ruth teaches a class to help you tap into that. And that has been the biggest tool for me in my toolbox of mindset, healing, growth. So tell us, Ruth, how other people can learn how to do this, how to heal, how to make leaps in their progress.
1: I am starting another class in, uh, starting June 29th, I think, Thursday. It'll be Thursdays for five weeks. So if you're listening to this in time, you're welcome to um, find me on Instagram is probably the easiest way, at healwithruth, Um, and just send me a DM, get on my email list is probably the best way to just stay up to date with what I'm doing. I don't have a lot of, like, regular things that I'm offering right now still building them but i would love for you to connect with me um and just ask me what i'm currently offering
0: thanks for uh being here with us ruth and uh with that we will uh see you next time bye